Best in our Bill of Rights is the freedom to hear uncensored ideas and opinions, to think your own thoughts, and to say what's on your mind. We couldn't have liberty without it. Now, more than ever, it's good to spout off, to listen, debate, and participate. Here's your host of Spouting Off, commentator, columnist, and all-around rabble-rouser, Karen Cataline. Well, good afternoon, good morning, good evening. If you're watching or listening, excuse me, this is a classic talk radio show. We do audio here because that's how talk radio used to be. I'm your host, Karen Cataline. Good to have you along. And if you're listening live, which some people actually are, you can call in, especially in this first segment. 603-816-1590. Live means you're listening either on www.wsmn.live or you're in Nashua, New Hampshire, our flagship station, where you can turn on the radio and get Spouting Off with Karen Cataline every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern. But the miracle of technology, we, our show goes all over the place after it is taped and broadcast live. Uh, I said that number especially, even though we don't get a lot of calls, I'm just way up front, that's how it is, but I'm always delighted to take them when we get them. Uh, People are weighing in all over the place about the obvious things that are going on right here, right now, in this country, particularly this week. Everybody's talking about the debates. They're talking about Trump. Uh, as the left likes to call it, surrendering himself today in the state of Georgia, paying a $200,000 bail so that they won't put him in this rhymes jail. Uh, I'm sure they're going to give him a mug shot and the left is going to go nuts over that. We're living in an alternate universe, ladies and gentlemen. That's just the size of it. I have a lot of things on my mind in this first segment with regard to the dog and pony show last night. I would love to take an informal poll and find out just how many people were actually watching that dog and pony show on Fox News, the network that so many people decided to abandon when they shot and killed, but they didn't kill him, the golden goose, the goose that laid the golden egg, Tucker Carlson. Uh, People realized that it certainly wasn't his ratings that Fox News was worried about. It was his content. It was that Tucker Carlson was saying things people want you to believe aren't true or uh, saying things that you're not allowed to even think out loud or in your heart and soul, let alone say on cable television, because the radical left has jumped the shark into censorship, tyranny, and uh, media control. They've been doing that for a long time. So it wasn't lost on most people the irony and the deliciousness of Tucker Carlson and Donald Trump releasing an interview that had been taped a day or two earlier on Twitter. I think there were already, and I have not looked at the numbers because I don't pay attention, a lot to numbers and ratings, really. I mean, our ratings are through the roof, of course, but I have absolutely no idea if that's true, and it isn't. Nevertheless, um, we have an opinion. Opinion are like derriere's opinions. Everyone has one, and we love to welcome opinions here. Anyway, it was a delicious irony that Tucker and Trump, Trump and Tucker show, uh, released this interview five minutes before the Dog and Pony show on Fox, and got upwards of 70 million viewers to that interview. I do not know, I have not looked up, because I don't know if I trust it anyway, how many viewers watched the debate. Nevertheless, there were left-wing outlets extraordinaire, Democrats and leftists suddenly having the cover to show interest in Republicans and their so-called supposed (laughs) primary debate. The 
the disingenuousness, the dishonesty, the phoniness, the fraud is just we're swimming in it, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of things bother me about this, but I don't think, again, I'm just speculating that a great majority of the people, particularly the 70 plus million people who watched the Tucker and Trump show last night, I did, uh, I don't think that this lie, this disingenuous dog and pony show is is uh, fooling them. Nevertheless, uh, people are running around pretending. We're pretending that we have the kind of system that allows for debate and dissent and discussion, but only when it serves the Democrats to divide and conquer and diminish and delegitimize their sworn enemy, Donald Trump. They want to divide the party, weaken his support among Republicans. That's it. Oh, and if that weren't enough, it makes them look fair, which is downright diabolical. They've never expressed any interest in fairness or decency or dissent. And to top it off, the icing on the cake, they announced a long time ago when Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who used to be one of the darlings because Kennedy, you could say Kennedy and Democrats would swoon. Any Kennedy, because all Kennedys were Democrats. This particular Democrat, RFK Jr., has gone way off the reservation. And they announced early, way early, Biden, if he's even the candidate, isn't going to be debating RFK Jr. or anyone else. So the phony notion that they have any interest in honest debate or dissent in a presidential election or in all the off years in which they bully and intimidate people who dare to ask questions in the uh, great tradition of the old Soviet Union, uh, you're buying a load of... of um, horse dung, okay? They're serving up this plastic meal for all of us, and there are a lot of political pundits, people that I generally respect, who are chewing on it, trying to get some nutrition. Now, I'm not saying there's anything necessarily wrong with a presidential uh, primary debate. That's what used to happen in America that we remember, in the America that we love. This, however, is a joke and a show. They have put people up who uh, have absolutely no support whatsoever and really are among the most detested people in the Republican Party. And yet they're up there anyway, pretending that they're a contender, pretending that they're a serious candidate for president, people who Republicans loathe, including yours truly. Who supports Chris Christie? And yet the propaganda media is, I, they just heard, I just heard the news right before us, uh, the propaganda media is quoting him as having made news. He is an absolute turncoat that Trump said last night he didn't even want to hire for his administration. And that's one of the reasons Chris Christie has turned on Trump, because Chris Christie is a hired gun. He'd sell his own grandmother to get ahead, and he didn't get ahead with Trump, even though they knew each other for a long time. They were, one's a New Yorker, one's a New Jerseyite. Actually, Trump's now a Floridian. Nevertheless, Nikki Haley, what a joke. These people are being propped up. This is what I believe. All of this is commentary, ladies and gentlemen, and I could be proved wrong. I love when I'm proved wrong. In fact, I wish I were proved wrong more often. That's what I think. Anyway, Nikki Haley has lost credibility, lost the support of any kind of center-right Republican, yet she's there preening and, and uh, you know, pretending that she's a contender because, oh my, you know, she has two... Uh, uh, X chromosomes, or is it an X or a Y? I don't know, that she's female, as if that matters to uh, a good many of the uh, crazy Democrats who would never vote for her anyway, because they don't even know what a female is. But boy, do they love for their own political benefit to tout the gender of someone when it suits them. Uh, 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 Asa Hutchinson, are you kidding me? He couldn't 
didn't even, uh, he fought his own legislature against gender ideology. This is a Republican. And then the two clowns who are interviewing, and, and I'll tell you full disclosure, I did not watch it because I knew I would see um, uh, clips of the debate more than I wanted to see on Twitter and elsewhere. And of course they were there. I wouldn't subscribe to Fox News. <laughs> if I were subscribed, I would stop. Asa Hutchinson, he has no support. Pence is probably the most loathed Republican there is. And these people are being propped up by Democrat money, by never Trump Republican establishment money. And they can't, they certainly can't fund their own campaign. Once upon a time, I think that was a great thing that there was candidates who depended on donations. But now the crony cap, the cronyism and the big money that props up candidates in order to set themselves up for a win, that's why Democrats play in Republican primaries, state, local, they even play in, in, in elections for dog catcher because they want to decide who our candidates will be. This is a joke. Plus, uh, somebody brought it to my attention that Larry Elder, who I've always loved, was prevented from joining the debate last night. It would have made it very interesting. Larry Elder has a higher IQ than most of the people on that stage last night combined. He's a brilliant talk show host lawyer. I don't know why he was deciding to even run for president. He ran for governor unsuccessfully. I think he wanted a platform. I mean, he's a talk show host. He has a platform and he's suing the RNC because they wouldn't let him in because he didn't have enough support. <laughs> you see what I'm saying about the phoniness and the fraud? There is no honesty or integrity anywhere near this upcoming election. Count on it. Now, uh, and, and, let me say that some people, here's the analogy that I think about. Here's the analogy in our last minute. I could go on, but we are going to talk to a, um, an Epic Times reporter, as we always do this time, and we'll continue this discussion. I can't give you the analogy because I don't have time. You hear that music. We're going to take a break. Ah, on the edge of your seats, ladies and gentlemen, right as to what pearls of wisdom I'm going to impart, oh, please, more, more BS, right? <laughs> uh, we'll be back right after this. Don't go away. You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. Every MyPillow is made with passion here in my home state of Minnesota to ensure you get the best sleep of your life. One of the things that I really like about MyPillow is the support. It gives my neck a little hug. I've never slept better in my life. What's better than a great night's sleep? Call or go online to take advantage of my best offer ever. For a limited time, when you use your promo code, you can get premium MyPillows regularly $69.98, now only $29.98. With our 60-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. Sleep well, America! Call 1-800-867-0416 and use the promo code RAM, R-A-M. That's 1-800-867-0416 and use the promo code RAM. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. 
a public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Spouting Off with Karen Cataline will return in a moment. The Reading Foundation provides evaluation and tutorial programs based upon the Orton-Gillingham philosophy of learning, based upon the study of language, how children acquire language, and the mechanisms involved in learning. All the learning pathways of the brain, visual, auditory, kinesthetic, and tactile, are addressed and strengthened to build a strong foundation for the acquisition of reading skills. If you are interested in learning more, please contact the Reading Foundation for more information. The Reading Foundation is at 10 Northern Boulevard, Unit 19, Amherst, New Hampshire, 03031. Or you can email us at readingfoundation underscore rf at yahoo.com. And of course, you can call anytime at 603-882-0992. The Reading Foundation, Amherst, New Hampshire. Karen Cataline puts the Judeo in Judeo-Christian. Now back to Spouting Off. Well, welcome back everyone to Spouting Off. We enter into our guest segment of the program. We've fallen into a bit of a pattern here, but we sometimes like to change it up. I am so glad to have this very first guest. First time I interviewed her, I tracked her down. I didn't know she even had a press rep, but boy, oh boy, does she do great work. She is president and founder of Health Freedom Defense Fund, a nonprofit which seeks to rectify health injustice through education, advocacy, and legal challenges to unjust mandates, laws, and policies that undermine our health freedoms and our human rights. Who doesn't think that's relevant today? Leslie, Leslie Manukian joins us right here, right now on Spouting Off. Hi, Leslie. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Karen. It's so great to be with you again. It's so funny you yeah. tracked me down. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so funny. Yeah. I mean, every once in a while you end up on the schedule. And I went, oh, I remember when I just said, do you have a rep? Will you come on my show? <laughs> and you did. And I was so grateful. What courage you have. And I'll tell you what a, what a very relevant time in which you're coming on. Now, you're here partly to talk about this Nike case, which was just, uh, uh, I think, dismissed their challenge to throw it out of court. And we'll get to that in a minute. But I've just got to mention and have you, get you to comment on what's on everybody's mind. There's rumblings everywhere, everywhere that they're going to go back to these lockdowns are going to go back to these mask mandates. Um, you see one little thing, oh, oh, there was a case of COVID that's, that's more resistant. It's a new variant. As soon as you see that anywhere, uh, there have been many reports that they're getting ready to do this to our kids, to do this to ourselves, and, and have round two of a dystopian nightmare. And what say you about, do you think it's going to happen? And what are we going to do about it this time? Oh, gosh, that is the uh, $64 million question, right? I mean, it's so hard to say. There was a report about a week ago that a whistleblower from TSA had come forward saying that he or she had been told that um, TSA was going to reinstate mask mandates. But the thing is, TSA referred to CDC's order initially to issue a mandate, and there has to be an emergency in place. So, I mean, it's it's very hard to know what's going to happen. There's clearly, I, I, I think that there's two options right now or two alternative explanations for what's going on. One is that, maybe there's three. One is that they just want to terrify <laughs> us all into submission again. And that's very yep. possible. So they're whipping up fear. People Another are already is, putting their masks on. <laughs> I've seen people it. Are. Go ahead. I know. I talked yeah. to someone who said that my sister said that she saw four or five people in the grocery store yesterday or the day before in masks. She couldn't believe it. They're zombies. Um, They're zombies. Yeah, go ahead. Yes. And then the, the next part, but potential explanation is that um, they are hoping that they can frighten enough people that they will start up taking, taking up the vaccines again, the COVID shots, because 
one of the things that they've been putting out there is there's this new variant. And the new shot, the new booster, is geared towards this new variant. And so it could be that they're just whipping up fear to push people into getting that. And, I mean, there was, I think it was the new CDC director was on um, NBC last week basically saying that, oh, get your booster by October 31st. So, you know, sales of these shots have plummeted. Americans are not buying it anymore. And um, um, they need more fear in order to get people to comply. And so that's one thing. And I think the third um, option is that they really are going to try and do something again. And I think that will be very hard for them because they have certainly lost public support for anything. But as you probably know, my particular view about the last few years and everything we've been experiencing has always been that it was never about public health, but about increasing the power of the state and shifting the locus of power from individual countries in the West to a, you know, one world government. And if that's your objective, you want chaos, you want division, you want dissent, you want like mayhem. Um, and I think that that's very possible. And so they may want to do that, even though they've lost public support. They even don't seem to most care people what are we think to at it, all. You know, <clears throat> they've ignored uh, the the unexplained deaths. They pretend to care about black people more than any other, and the black athletes that are in greater shape than. Any well than I am, and many many others are just dying unexpectedly, and there's no curiosity at all. I thought of one other one, or one thing I want to add to that, and get your comment. I haven't read a whole lot of Saul Alinsky and other people who are strategists on how to subjugate a country, and we've got examples in history where how it's been done. <clears throat> even some communists in America did it in other countries and helped to bring it about. Uh, I think there's a tactic known as put the screws to people, make them squeam, squeam, you know, squirm and scream, and then let up. And they've been letting up for about three years, making us believe, other than the high inflation and the disasters everywhere, that they'd never do that again. Uh, I think that's part of the PSYOP too, to let up and then come back even stronger. That's what concerns me. I don't know if you've read that. Have you read that? Oh, 100%. That's actually uh, um, one of the primary tenets of um, torture. You apply pressure, apply pressure, apply pressure, release the pressure. The Mm -hmm. victim thinks, I made it. Thank you. Thank you, Master. Thank you for being generous and kind to me. And then they let up and they think they've survived and then they reapply the pressure and oh my gosh, all but the strongest will break when it's applied a second or a third time. And so the question is, what are the American people going to do now? And people can say that this is, you know, whatever, that this seems crazy or conspiratorial. You mentioned yourself that they are denying the deaths. They're not just denying the deaths. They're denying the science. They're covering all this up. There is no rational, logical explanation to any of this if they truly care about people, except that their objective is something different than what we've believed. I don't think and they care about people, and they've proven it again and again and again and again. As a matter of fact, they have so little credibility. I talked to one person who said, well, they're finally starting to say that ivermectin might actually have been helpful. People are so distrustful, rightfully so, of these alphabet agencies that when the that when they say ivermectin is all of a sudden good, you figure that whatever they're coming out with, uh, ivermectin won't touch. I tell you, that's how dishonest they are. Whatever they tell you to do, you might just want to do the opposite. I wish I could disagree with you, but 100%. <laughs> Listen, yeah. I've been following this stuff for 20 years. Um, yeah. And as I say to anybody who will listen, if the mainstream is telling you something, in fact, I don't want to call it the mainstream anymore. If the it establishment isn't. media is telling you something, you probably want to be seriously skeptical and even potentially conclude the opposite. Right. You have to Before, because it's just, no. that's just the yeah. way it is. They tell you that it's safe to inject mercury. Who would do that? <laughs> Who would inject well, mercury have, to their child? And we need safe except, injection sites, places where people can be safe and shoot up their IV drugs. Because, gee, you know, the poppy, whatever it was in China, we're, we're not 
reminded of that, that a populace that is strung out on drugs is so much easier to control or kill yeah. if they're not. Well, isn't it interesting <laughs> that they've been actually legalizing marijuana across the country? Same thing, right? Yeah, George Soros think, oh, is so great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and he has our best interests at heart, even though he's 99. Uh, but everything he has invested in, uh, he has been behind this. He's actually behind the uh, safe injection sites, too. He's tried his million, numerous organizations have tried to get it passed. And, and they always have Orwellian names, safe injection sites, you know, and they yeah. use the so-called clean needle sites that they've already created, which kind of gives uh, credence to my earlier theory that they're playing the long game and the clean needle site of today is the safe injection site of tomorrow. And they've got a plan and they let us know only what they think. It's terrible. I mean, I've never been a conspiracy theorist, but we're living in a crazy town. Uh, before we leave this subject, because we do want to talk a little bit about Nike, but that was a win, at least for now. Um, if the worst happens, other than people telling each other, please be defiant. I mean, <laughs> I was telling people that three years ago, saying if only people would get it sooner, they wouldn't get away with this. If this stuff happens again and people are horrified, terrified, they won't be able to go to a grocery store. Uh, they're going to be prevented from making a living. All of the horrors that we're, we still haven't recovered from. What is your advice? Well, um, a dear friend of mine has said, compliance is complicity, and I totally agree. <laughs> yeah. Listen, we are never going to comply our way out of this. Never. Never. When does a tyrant ever yield because you submit? You know, they're yeah. not going to relinquish power. We yeah. fight for our freedom. Now, that doesn't mean that we take up arms. I'm not advocating violence. But right. there are billions of us and only a handful of these rulers, these, these um, you know, self-fashioned rulers. And if we just disobey, if we just refuse to participate in their, their lives and their, um, their rules and their authoritarianism, then ultimately it will crumble. We've already seen this. You know, 5,000 parents showed up at the Los Angeles Unified School District when the school district tried to mandate the, the clot shots for their children. And they backed mm. down. They had to back down. They didn't have any option because 5,000 parents were there. That's the only way. We have the power. The problem is that most Americans don't want to know, don't want to be involved, are lazy, apathetic, whatever, mm. comfortable in their lives. Well, I'll just go along to kind of get along. And ultimately, they're digging their, or they're building their own prison. And so I, I think, yeah. though, that that the things have shifted dramatically. That yeah. although I knew in the beginning of January, because of all of January of 2020, because of what all the research I'd done in the preceding 20 years, that what was coming was about um, an authoritarian move to force vaccinate the public. I knew that uh -huh. from the very beginning. Wow. Even though I knew that, most people didn't. Most people thought I was a lunatic, right? I mean, you know, people, I would say, you don't understand what's going on. They've paved the way. They've put all these different pieces of legislation in place. They've yeah. um, accorded extraordinary powers to state health departments and governors in the event of a public health emergency. They've done all these things. They are ready to go. And they've mm -hmm. been taking away people's rights for the last 12, 14 years. Mm -hmm. um, the thing is, that genie's now out of the bottle, and more than half of the American public understands that this was unbelievable overreach. They may not understand that it was an orchestrated attempt to remove rights and control the populace, but they understand that it wasn't right. They understand that their children are two years behind in school. They understand yeah. that that their adolescents and young adults are killing themselves in high numbers. They understand that um, young men are suffering cardiac arrest, meaning their heart stops and death, that it's super horrifying. healthy athletes and people. And right? that people so died alone. This. I will never forget and, that. Oh my people gosh, my father died was, alone. This was an atrocity. And they brought a virus that was most deadly to vulnerable people and old people, and they brought it in there so they could increase their numbers. If that doesn't tell you what they think of human life, I don't know what does. Um, yeah. We only have a few minutes. You can either talk about Nike or you can comment on this. I give you the floor. I love your work, and I'm so, so delighted with your courage and your articulate 
Ness, please, just whatever you want to yeah. say is good. Well, thank you so much, Karen. I'm so grateful. Um, doing what I do actually exposes me to all sorts of um, malicious lies and attacks, and it's it's not very pleasant. But, you know, um, I'm not going to stop because I have a 20-year-old son, and I want what's best for him and for all of the young people. I don't want them to grow up in this crazy world that they are trying to push on us. And so I'm going to continue. So we sued Disney. We still have a lawsuit against the Los Angeles Unified School District that's proceeding. Great. We have a huge case against Nike, and we just won. Um, ah. They tried to defeat. Wow. They tried to get the whole case dismissed, and we prevailed on two of the three motions to dismiss. So this Tremendous. is very, very positive. So um, the case has still got to go forward, right, Nike? Yes. So, But basically okay. what happens is we now get to pursue um, – a, uh, Americans with dis- a claim under the Americans with Disabilities Act for refusing a woman who had a medical disability. She has Hashimoto's, an autoimmune condition, and said she couldn't take the shot. She was already on medical leave, approved medical leave, and they fired her anyway. Nike did this. Mm-hmm. Nike also refused to accommodate um, religious requests, religious exemption requests, for some, but not all. They decided who was sincere enough in their religious beliefs. And well, and on, on principle, <laughs> no one should have to appeal to somebody on religious grounds to to uh, uh, be in charge of their own body and and be uh, say no to a forced shot. Nobody should 100%. have to do that. I know people 100%. didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And Karen, yet, so here's the, the thing. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. You were going so to here's say, the thing. here's the thing. Nike knew, Nike knew that the shots didn't stop transmission or infection. Nike has no power or authority to adjudicate the sincerity of your religious beliefs, and they did it anyway. And mm-hmm. the Supreme Court has recently ruled that businesses must accommodate religious, um, religious beliefs unless it's a substantial economic or financial burden to the operation of the business. Well, it wouldn't have cost Nike anything. So they are in trouble. And what happens now, because we've won on these two claims, we get to go forward on all of these. We get to go to discovery. We get to find out what they were communicating in secret behind closed doors. While they hold themselves up as diverse and inclusive, they were right. shunning people whose views differed from Nike's corporate policies. I'll and we get that. to find that out. We also get to depose their executives. Won't that be interesting? And Not we get to be. litigate this. So we get to actually push forward and ultimately, if we prevail, Nike is going to be forced to pay damages to these employees who were high earners. Sorry to say, I got to leave it there. I want to let you go okay. on as long as possible. Leslie, please come back. Can't wait to talk to you again. And, uh, you know, Godspeed in your work. Thank you, Leslie. Thank you, Karen. Healthfreedomdefense.org. Thanks so much. Right. We'll be back. You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. They're not out to tell you the truth of what's happening. They're out to tell you the picture of the world that they represent. The mission of the Epoch Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements and facts, and prevent people from being misled. The Epoch Times is independent, We're not controlled by any special interest, and we never will be. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would ensnare this country in ignorance and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. Subscribe today to our digital edition at theepochtimes.com and join the Americans who are seeking truth and tradition. Read the difference in all your devices. We'd love to have you on board. Are you tired of the same old snacks? Looking for something a little healthier than that bag of chips or candy bar? Even your average bag of trail mix these days is little more than peanuts, raisins, and candy-coated chocolate. Not very healthy, is it? Allow me to introduce you to White Mountain Munchies. Made from 100% all-natural ingredients, White Mountain Munchies combines unique flavors with nutritional value that will tingle your taste buds and strengthen and sustain your overall health and wellness. Eating good never tasted so good. From Maggie's Maple Madness to Hannah's Heavenly Harvest, Grayson's Getaway Goodies, 
In our limited edition Christmas blend, Jacoby's Jolly Jumble, White Mountain Munchies offers nutritious and delicious snacks that the whole family is sure to love. Pick yours up now through our easy-to-use online store at whitemountainmunchies.com. White Mountain Munchies, non-GMO when you're on the go. Hi, it's Karen Cataline. It's been almost a decade since I wrote Fatlash Food Police in the Fear of Thin. It's about my early experiences in child beauty pageants and being put on extreme diets. Remember when that was shocking? Sadly, that seems like child's play compared to what we are watching today when politicians and woke corporations are actually advocating for the sexualization of children. Everyone's children. We're watching a frontal attack on childhood innocence. This is one story, my story. Fatlash illustrates and explains why good boundaries are essential for kids to grow up healthy. They need their parents to set them, not the government. Get Fatlash today. It's available in paperback or ebook at Amazon or at my website, KarenCataline.com. Sign up for Karen's newsletter and read her columns at KarenCataline.com. Now back to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Such happy music for such serious times. But you know what? No matter how serious the times, we still got to laugh. We gotta find reasons to laugh. We wanna find find uh, uh, things to laugh about, uh, and we have one of our favorite reporters. In fact, all of the Epic Times reporters are our favorites. Full disclosure, uh, they are a sponsor of ours. You heard their commercial. Boy, uh, honest reporting is preciously hard to find these days with all the unbelievable propaganda. But our next guest is one of the good ones. Nanette Holt oversees a team at Epic Times Reporter uh, of Epic Times Reporters focusing mainly on family issues and Florida politics. The team works to illuminate topics such as the fight to restore parents' rights in schools, the push to teach young children about gender ideology and critical race theory and Marxist teachings on college campuses. She's got her work cut out for her. When not chasing the news, she enjoys cattle ranch life and her family and visits hospitals and nursing homes with her miniature horse, Cinnabon. Hi, Nanette. Always a pleasure to have you here on Spouting Off. Hey, it's so good to be with you. Thanks for having me today. I just love having you on. We love the Epic Times, and they're doing great work, both video and in print. Uh, you're here to sort of continue the conversation. I had a long monologue, and I spouted off quite a bit about the oh, debate. And I'm, I'm not going to do that now. I'm going to let you do it. You spout off about what you saw last night. Full disclosure, I didn't watch the debate. I would never never either subscribe back to Fox News or put it on so I could watch that dog and pony show. Oh, I already hinted at what I think. Let's find out what you think, and uh, and we'll take it from there. Well, uh, you know, I, I can understand your feelings about Fox. Um, I know a lot of people who canceled their subscription um, to, to, you know, cable um, when uh, Fox kind of was unmasked in some things um, that a lot of good use of words. Uh, <laughs> yes. Pardon me. Good <laughs> use of words. Unmasked. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of conservatives went. Wait, we didn't realize you stood for these things. But and you know, surely when uh, Tucker Carlson was let go, people were outraged. I mean, it, you just have to scratch your head at these things. But I will admit, my family uh, did not have Fox News for a while. But I have to be able to watch the news. So. Uh, I did watch it. I've watched it one and a half times. I'm still kind of processing the debate last night, but I'm going to tell you what I did last night while the debate was starting. I was tell watching me. the Tucker Carlson Trump uh -huh. interview because I thought that was the yes. most important um, thing to watch last night first. So I watched that, that and, and I have some impressions of that if you would want them. But Please. the debate, oh, you want to hear about that? Well, you yeah. know, I thought it was unusual. I saw a different. Trump, have you have you watched the interview? 
I did. I did indeed. What say uh, you? I, I thought he was um, much more subdued. He was a more, you know, just kind of a, uh, kind of a calmer Trump. He, you know, he has a tendency to get uh, a bit manic about things he feels passionate about. You know, he just really um, gets very animated. He was so much more subdued than I, I think I've ever seen him. And, you know, thoughtful on some of these issues. He still kind of uh, took a question and ran and, and ran all around, you know, to a bunch of different topics, which is kind of the way he speaks, kind of tr- stream of consciousness. And there's, you know, so much that he wanted to say that he kind of was all over the map on some of these things. And Tucker kind of very deftly, as he's a great interviewer, kind of kept putting uh, President Trump back on, on, on the question at hand. But I was impressed by the... Uh, calm, cool, collected uh, presentation of President Trump. I, you know, this is a guy that's been indicted now four times. He's going to, he's right. going to be in jail today. Uh, the Fulton County. Well, isn't, um, he paying folks, a, isn't he paying a $200,000 uh, bail today? I don't think that well, he's going to. Well, he has that option, I think, but um, there's some question as to whether, and, and I might not have the latest, I've been doing some other things, but um, the last I heard was, you know, he might actually be, in the jail for some time, uh, wow. and and we had a story out today that said the Fulton County people told us that he would be treated as any common prisoner. Yeah, I saw that. Really speaks to that. where our nation is right now. It's it's, it's really horrifying. Something. Let me comment on your comment real quickly. I looked at his demeanor too, and uh, uh, with regard to what you said, I think that was by design. The demeanor that he chose to have i've seen him you know when he was in the white house think boy i miss those times uh he he had certain times in which he was surprisingly very somber very quiet and um uh, certainly he's nothing of what the left says he is but i think that that manner was by design and i found myself being amazed as you were that a guy has been indicted four times and he's still he isn't just standing he's standing proud uh and he's calmer than i could ever be than most of us could ever be i think um and that is to show all of these maniacs which is what he calls them uh that that they're not getting anywhere with this um i have this cartoon on my on my desktop, it said, uh, two Democrats, two donkeys, you know, arguing. I don't know if I ever told you this. One <laughs> is saying, how can we get Democrats donkeys? That's nothing wrong with that. Uh, how can we get uh, Trump's poll numbers down? And the other donkey says, stop indicting him. <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, <laughs> that helps him every time. We're really in uncharted territory. What do we do if he's sitting in a jail cell? On election day, what do we do if he's um, elected and he's sitting in a jail cell? I mean, all these things are just uncharted territory, and I guess we're going to have to figure it out and take a really long, hard look at the Constitution. But um, you know, well, anyone at this point on either side who doesn't call this weaponization is just really <laughs> not being yeah, intellectually exactly. Honest. You have to be on your mind not to see it, and to add insult to injury, which is what they do on purpose. The true traitor to the country, the grifter, the uh, person who subverted, abused power and subverted justice, guilty of taking bribes, is the guy sitting in the White House right now. Duh. Um, So I think that that's all for public consumption to show people. We may not have a press conference, although they did last year, with red walls to tell you that America is now a communist country, but they don't have to. They're behaving like communists and tyrants, and they're letting us know it. Yeah, it's really um, it's really disturbing, and that and that's when our country the most needs uh, media. You know, people working in the media who will put their personal. Uh, political beliefs aside and just really tell people the truth about what's going on. And, uh, you know, I before I was working for the Epic Times, it had become my primary source of news because I just couldn't find another uh, news source that I felt like was giving me both sides. So I hope that people uh, feel the same way about what we do, that we, we really do strive to give both sides of an argument 
their their best argument and just let our readers decide and not try to push them into believing one thing or the other. But yeah, I really think that um, you know these <laughs> we have a lot of news ahead of us. And you uh-huh. asked about the debate. I, I thought the debate was really interesting. I think that at the next debate when they raise the standard for what it takes to be on the debate stage, I think we'll see a much smaller crowd. I would expect it to be um, Governor DeSantis, Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, possibly Mike Pence, and um, Governor Haley. I don't think the other ones will move forward. Uh, And then I think we could see a debate that maybe answers more of our questions as voters. Um, I I find it very uh, hard to follow when there are eight of them, and you know that maybe four of them aren't even in the running, so why are they... They are people that are propped up by the establishment who are hated and detested. Even a couple that you mentioned are detested by Republican voters, and yet they're trying to feed, as I said before, this plastic meal down our throats and give it it to chew on. Um, What, before we leave that into another, into the next debate, which to me is just a dog and pony show, what about, and it's not that I think Trump can do no wrong. I just think he's the giant elephant in the living room about the level of corruption that we are watching. And if you bow, just like we got through talking about, if you bow to, you know, masks again and shutdowns again and a destruction of our country and a robbing of our rights again, then if you comply, then you are colluding with the tyrant. And if you comply, as some pundits did, and said, well, Trump is tainted, let's move on to DeSantis or Ramaswamy, then you're missing the point completely. Whether you like Trump or not, if he is the whipping boy that is the last thing between us and any kind of justice at all, which seems on its way out the door, then uh, moving on to another candidate, which is what they would like to do, to to divide the party and to divide anybody who doesn't like the Democrat uh, (laughs) means of destruction of this country, uh, then you're you're rewarding them for these kind of tactics. What do you think? Well, it's it's funny that you had mentioned it, but if, if I guess you didn't see this part of the debate uh, if you didn't watch it, but they, they actually no, did didn't. refer to President Trump as the elephant not in the room, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. which, which was kind of interesting. Who said that, but, by the way? Uh, that was Brett Baer. Uh, oh, Brett Baer, who, Brett, gee, Brett. yeah, <laughs> what, what, what a great journalist, I'm being facetious. I mean, what a, <laughs> oh, oh, these are um, lightweights. But yeah, yeah. But it was so. Like, I just um, I was fascinated by the fact that Chris Christie, New Jersey former New Jersey Governor Chris yes. Christie, made it on onto the stage, and and he, Vivek Ramaswamy was uh, uh, belittled by many of them, which seemed to actually boost the applause he was getting. Um, uh-huh. You know, he frames himself as an outsider. Um, and you know, he at one point said, well, I'm the only one on the stage who's not bought and paid for by PACs, so I can say what I really think. I like that. And, uh, you know, that, that drew some booze, some, some cheers. <laughs> it, it was a really interesting debate. There were 5,000 people there. there. You know, yeah. there was booing. And uh, it was just, I really look forward to a debate where oh. there aren't so many of them. I, stage, I don't but... look forward to any of these debates because because the Democrats have already said that they will not have a debate between Biden, the presidential potted plant, and RFK Jr. And why they are pushing and pushing and pushing these debates for Republicans feels like we're just puppets on a string. Um, I wanted to ask you, what do you think about Larry Elder? I mean, I was kind of aggravated that he wanted to run for president. Now he's suing uh, the RNC because... You know, you mean to tell me that Larry Elder had less support than uh, somebody whose name I can't even remember? They let eight people on, but they wouldn't let Larry Elder on? And he has a following. Well, right. I I was really surprised that uh, Larry Elder didn't make it on the stage, honestly, uh, because there are so many. You know, there were at least two that I thought surely he had eclipsed them. Um, I've actually. Let me tell you why I think. Let me tell you why he didn't make it on the stage. Because his intellect is uh, 
more than all of most of the people on that stage combined, and he would have outshone them all. They wanted idiots up there uh, who are bought and paid for by the establishment, and Larry Elder probably wanted to run in order to be heard on these subjects, and they didn't want him. It's a wonder the left, uh, because it doesn't suit them, doesn't call them all racist, because they do it when they feel like it, and they don't do it when they don't feel like it. Just well, right. yeah, and you know, Larry Elder undoubtedly is brilliant and has a following. It's all very curious uh, why he wasn't there. As I was saying, I, I've met him in person. He's a, a really nice person. He's a smart person. You know, people smart like his as ideas. A whip. Yeah. Um, he still has a chance. I mean, I think that at least two of well, at least two of them saw their stock drop. Um, I think um, some of them boosted their stock. So I think probably the next um, debate you won't see. Uh, former Governor Hutchinson, you might not see Governor Burgum. <laughs> what a joke. They let Hutchinson on, but not Larry Elder. And, and exactly. I don't know how they decide these things, but um, they're well, pushing there were these criteria. people down their throats. Uh, yeah. They had to have, I think, 40,000 small donors in a certain number of states. They had to be polling at at least 1%. Um, that's uh, going to go up to 50,000 for the next debate in September with Fox Business. And they'll have to have at least 3%. Uh, they'll have to be polling at at least 3%. So, you know, I think the numbers are going to shuffle a little bit. You know, maybe President Trump will go down a little bit um, after this debate uh, because maybe people Doubtful. who were a little on the fence about him and wanted to hear from him, uh, maybe they'll say, well, you know, the ones that sh- of the ones that showed up, I like this this man better or this woman better. Uh, a lot of people said Governor Haley won the debate. I just oh, firmly sorry. disagreed with that. And I'll tell you why. I, I we think only have a about a minute unfair. and a half. Well, I Go think ahead. it's a little unfair, but women have to be very careful not to sound uh, kind of overly hysterical or angry. Shrill. And she, she was really coming across as angry, and I thought that did not present her very well. You know, she yeah, but a little, she has no following. Uh, she has no support. She has no chance. The grassroots can't stand her. Um, we only have 30 seconds. God, I wish I could talk to you for another hour. But, uh, you know, I don't want to play in the Democrats' playground, and that's what this is to me. Uh, Tell everybody they can find you uh, on the Epic Times, Nanette Holt. Yeah, look for me there, theepictimes.com. We uh, (laughs) will bring you truthful uh, reports and let you decide. So I hope you'll come see us there. Great. Love having you on. Love the issues you cover, too, family issues and all that. Nanette Holt, ladies and gentlemen, from the Epic Times. Thanks Thank again. you. Have a great one. You too. You too. Well, that does it for this edition of Spouting Off. Tune in every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern when, oh, there will be so much to spout off about here on Spouting Off. <laughs> <laughs>